The WLEW Sports Network presents the MHSAA Tournament with Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The road to the Breslin Center is one stop shorter, and the district field has been cut down from six now to just four. It's the semifinal round of District 95 of the Division Three MHSA Tournament. Good evening from Bad Axe, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey. To the right of me once again is Coach Steve Bone. Hello, Clark. Hello, Paul. God, it's awesome being here tonight. I tell you what, it's going to happen. We're going to have some fun. These are going to be some good games, and Time to get it on. Also with us today, again, for our extended pregame shows, the sports editor of the Huron County View, Paul P. Adams. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, th- this, to me, is one of the funnest nights of the tournament. This, this doubleheader with two uh, with two spots in the final on the line, th- this is this is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm with you, Bowen. Can't wait to get this thing started. We saw Hopper Beach and Cassidy advance on Monday, defeating USA and Kara respectively and quite handedly. Now they face the number one and number two seeds, Harbor Beach against Bad Axe and Cass City versus the Lakers. These are two good matchups. Again, it's Bad Axe's district to lose. Harbor Beach is in definitely in the upset mode. But the, that second game, that final game, Cass City Lakers, that's a toss-up. That one can go either way. And both them teams definitely can challenge, for sure challenge Harbor Beach, and they'll be able to challenge Bad Axe as well in the final. Uh, I smell upset tonight. I don't know which game it's going to be, but we're going to get an upset tonight. It's all on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Seidler, the talk of the thumb. Dia Services of Kansas City for all of your grain handling needs. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Kohler Propane, nobody gives you gas like Kohler's. Albert Insurance Agency of Harbor Beach and Port Hope. The Flannery Auto Mall. Harbor Beach Community Schools. DNM Cabinet Shop. McVeigh Insurance Agency in Bad Axe. Case Surveying. The Michigan High School Athletic Association. And Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the Blazing Speed or TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcasts a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. There is no turning back now. The MHSA tournament is officially in full swing. Monday we kicked off March Madness. With our opening round of District 95, those two games feature the Harbor Beach Pirates, USA Patriots, Cassidy Redhawks, and Caro Tigers. Any hopes for a Cinderella story from USA and Caro were squashed by the Pirates and Redhawks as they both took care of business advancing and each scoring 56 points in their victories. Now they face off with the number one in number two seeds of the district, Bad Axe and Lakers, as we say good afternoon from our Edgar Valley Services course side seats. We are in the midst of our extended pregame coverage of the Division Three District 95, and I'm Clark Ramsey. To the right of me would be Coach Steve Bone, in-game analysis, and joining us from the Huron County View, the sports editor, Paul P. Adams. Good to have you, gentlemen. 
great to be here. Clark, exactly right. Uh, Cass City and Harbor Beach both did exactly what they needed to do the other night. Got off to pretty good starts um, and took care of business with two teams that they should have taken care of business. Now tonight, we got a lot better matchups. Now, one thing that I've always found as a coach, even though the games weren't very competitive, your kids played on the floor. So I think that's an advantage both for Harbor Beach and for Cass City. They got to play a game here, so it's not brand new to them. I think that really helped, especially when you're facing Bad Axe, who this is their home floor. Bone, you stole all my thunder. That was exactly the point I was going to make. But I'll, I'll add to it on this. You've been on both ends of it when you played on Monday night and when you've had that bye. And when you have that bye, like a Harbor Beach or like a Lakers and Bad Axe, what did you guys do as coaching staff to keep those guys ready and, and keep them kind of in that game mentality uh, having that day off? Obviously, you bring them here, they watch the game, but, uh, you know, there's nothing like playing the game. Right. I mean, honestly, you kind of try to keep them away from it a little bit just because. You know, they don't need to get all jacked up watching a game. You know, you already know what the teams are going to do. So you've, you've been practicing it. you got a pretty good idea where you're at. So, I mean, yeah, if they want to go watch, that's great. But eh, just kind of try to keep it as low-key as possible. So when you get to game time, when you hit the starting gate, you want your guys <laughs> rocking and rolling. Well, we'll have that discussion again in about two paragraphs here. Oh, all right. If you guys read your scripts. We didn't read ahead. Uh, clearly. <laughs> we'll get there in a second. Carroll ended their season with a 3-18 record, losing their last 13 games of the campaign. For the USA Patriots, they finished with a 1-20 record in a rather hard-to-swallow year for the USA faithful. Their lone win would come against the Carroll Tigers in overtime back on February 9th, 50-46. to and much like the beauty of starting the postseason is turning the page to a clean sheet of paper, Caro and USA are now officially undefeated for the 2023 basketball season. Yes, they are. And, and you know, Caro the other night I thought played pretty well in spurts uh, against Cass City. And, you know, they were they had the lead uh, in the second quarter. USA, there's just not a lot of positives to uh, draw from in that game. Um, it's a total rebuild, and, and it's got to start from the bottom up. Um, that was a frustrating game to watch. I mean, I'm used to seeing USA playing on Friday nights, not getting eliminated on Monday like that. Yeah, I mean, again, Carroll coming off of that loss to Akron Fairgrove, I was really impressed with the effort yeah. and the way they played. I mean, they could have come in and said, you know what, we just got to be by Akron Fairgrove. I mean, our season's done. Let's just fold it up, put in our time, and go home. And they did not do that. I, I, I get to give them credit. You know, they competed and did the best they could, so – but, yeah, they're eliminated, so let's move on. Well, let's move on, and I have a, just a burning question I want to ask you, fellas. There's <laughs> one item I'd like to discuss is the age-old question that has plagued high school basketball coaches for decades, and is it, is it more beneficial to have played a game on Monday to get into a rhythm and build some momentum for the rest of the tournament, or is more of an advantage set to have a bye on Monday and come out with fresh legs on Wednesday? We always like to play, okay? Kids want to play. They really don't want to practice. I mean, you think about it, you probably practice, you do some film stuff on Sunday, you practice on Monday, go watch the games, understanding there probably isn't going to be an upset. So, I mean, you're just watching somebody be really good. And sometimes that, you know, a little bit of a mental thing, like, wow, look how good they are. Well, they played a bad team, so they're going to look good. So, again, I we prefer to play. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's just kind of a joke, but it's not a joke. I mean, I always kind of like getting that additional win for the season. Here's what I'll add to it. I'll go. I'll go back to the girls' <laughs> girls' basketball districts last week. In no Carroll. wonder Mark had 400 wins. <laughs> exactly. We played. <laughs> okay. the, we continue. Paul. Go, go back to the. Uh, go back to the girls' basketball districts last week in Carroll. Harbor Beach played on the first night. Got a little bit of momentum. 
uh, and came through with an upset of the number two seed Bad X in the second round. And talking to Coach Jim Tamlin, he said absolutely playing on Monday was beneficial to them because they got into the flow of the game and they felt like they gained momentum in their win and kept that going into Wednesday night. And Bad X looked like a team that hadn't played, came out cold and stayed cold. The only way it is a negative is if you, like, just for whatever reason, I mean, I remember one year, we had snow. We had to play three games in the last week of the season, and we had to beat, I don't know if it was Cass City and Reese, the last two games of the season to win the league. Oh, boy. So, I mean, you played really, really hard, you know, Wednesday and Friday, and now you're coming into the district on Monday. And, you know, I mean, and back then it was a draw. Uh-huh. So you could get, I mean, we had a really tough game again on Monday. So, I mean, it, again, athletes. Physically, sometimes it gets you, but, but in that case, I think it's just more mentally. I mean, you can't be that fired up all the time for that many days, you know, not in a row, but pretty close to being in a row. So it, it, a lot of it has to do with your schedule. But other than that, I mean, again, would prefer I would prefer as a coach, let's play Monday, let's get used to it, let's keep things rolling. Well, Bad Axe and Lakers have combined for 33 victories and just six losses this season, and they'll be putting it all on the line again tonight against their opponents, who we will take a look at next. It's all on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Steve Bone, and Paul V. Adams with your extended pregame coverage of District 95 of the MHSA Tournament hosted by the Bad Axe Hatchets. The Cassie Red Hawks are our second game tonight up against the Bad Axe, excuse me, against the Alton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. And Cassidy enters tonight with a 13-7 overall record. They enter tonight now on a three-game winning streak. In the West, they finish 6-6. Six six. That would be fourth in the standings. Head coach for the Red Hawks would be Aaron Fernald in his eighth year, going 85 and 75, a 531 batting average. For the Red Hawks, they're averaging 50.2 on offense. That's the conference's ninth best offense, but 11 points less than Badax. On defense, 41.1 per game, the second best defense in the conference, and one slot better than even the Badax hatches, the number one seed. Average margin of victory, 9.2 in their favor. That's the sixth best differential in the conference. Cassidy's on a quest to find their school's first district championship since the year 2000. A year ago, they defeated their opponent tonight, the Lakers in overtime in districts, 48-43, before falling to Bad Axe in the semifinals. The Red Hawks have won seven of their last ten games and have bounced back with three straight wins after dropping three straight to Bad Axe recent Lakers. They defeated Carroll on Monday, 56-39, with a big second-half effort. Coach Fernald's got his team really peaking again at the right time. Um, he just has a way of doing that. Seems like they play some of their best basketball in March. Um, Fernald's playing really well. Patrick's playing really well. Um, they got good production from the big guy inside there last uh, two nights ago. Um, they're going to need that again tonight because uh, they're playing a huge Laker team as far as size and their length is it's going to be a really interesting night. Uh, their two best scorers are definitely going to have to have big nights. Cass City had a really slow start, I, I thought. Uh, I, stick, I stuck around watching them in the first half. You have that kind of start here against Bad, uh, against Lakers tonight, you might find yourself down double digits in a hurry. So, uh, you know, Cass City's going to have to come out, of, come out in this game with a little bit more of a sense of urgency because their opponent is very, very motivated. 
Cassidy's led in scoring by their sophomore, Carter Patrick. He's posting an average of 17.6 through 20 games. He had 17 against Caro two nights ago. Junior Mike Fernald did the same with 17 points and is the only other Red Hawk in double digits. Fernald is averaging 12.1 per game, and it seems to be increasing as the season progresses. After that, Riley Swiderski throws in five points into the mix, and Evan Clark at 4.4. What I noticed the other night is Cass City's kind of a throwback. As you see, a lot of these teams are out there camping out behind the three-point line. Cass City makes their living with mid-range jumpers. It's, it's You just don't see it, and they're very, very good at it. So very interesting strategy for them, but they, they get it done inside the arc. Yeah, so they will definitely need uh, some additional scoring other than Patrick and um, Fernald. <sighs> Coach. Adams makes a good point. They don't shoot a lot of threes. And um, so that's going to – I think that – I actually think that's a benefit for Lakers because they don't have to extend their defense, and their size is just going to play more of a factor on the defensive end. It's time for a short break in the WLW Sports Network. And up next, we'll take a deep dive into the Cassidy's opponent tonight, the Alton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, facing off for the third time this season. Keep it locked on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. It's District 95, hosted by Banax Hatchets. And on the court right now would be the Banax Hatchets and Harbor Beach Pirates. But first, we're talking about the second game tonight against the Cassidy Redhawks in the Elton Pigeon Bay Board Lakers. Clark Ramsey, Steve Bone, and Paul P. Adams with your extended pregame coverage here from our Agar Valley Services courtside seats in Banax. The Elton Pigeon Bay Board Lakers enter tonight with a 15-4 record, having won six in a row all the last two weeks of the season. In the greater than west, they finished 8-4. That's third in the standings behind Reese and Vanax. Bill McClellan, Jr., their head coach, second year at Lakers, going 22-10. The Lakers are scoring 59.5 on offense on average. That's the third best offense in the greater than conference. Nine points better than Cass City. On defense, 45.1 allowed on average. Ended up seventh best defense in the conference. Five spots in four points behind Cass City. Average margin of victory in the Lakers' favor by 14.4 points. That's the third best differential in the Greyhound Conference and 5.2 better than the Red Hawks. With a win tonight, the Lakers would have officially exceeded their win total in any season dating all the way back to 2000 when they finished 18-5. They've only lost to two teams this year, Reese and Banax, both twice. They finished the regular season with six straight victories over the course of just 15 days. As the number two seed of District 95, they received a bye on Monday and now take on the op opponent they have beaten twice this season already in the Cass City Redhawks. When you look at your season and your only two losses are against Reese, who I last last time I saw, I think they were number two in the state, and then uh, Badax, were they 10? I believe so. I believe they were as well. So, I mean, <laughs> the only two losses, well, you got four losses, but you're, the only two teams to beat you are both ranked in the state. So that's a, that's a really good season. But Lakers is looking at it as, hey, we got a chance to win this thing, but they got to get through Cass City. Better not be looking past them. I think you got to give a lot of credit and just uh, touch on a moment about Bill McClellan Jr. Um, quite frankly, when he took over this program, I thought it was a program without direction. And, uh, you know, in two years, like you said, Clark, 22 and 10, uh, kind of a, you know, their best year in, in a couple of decades. Uh, a lot of that credit has to go to him, and they, and they did it without – 
without their point guard with Ethan Wisner being hurt. So, you know, Coach McClellan has really turned things around. And obviously he's got a lot of talent, which talent always helps. But I, I do think that there has been a change in in attitude, in culture at Lakers. The Lakers are led by their junior big man, Hunter Crone. At 6'7", Crone is leading the green and white with 15.6 points per game on average. Senior Logan Carlson Russell is averaging 12.3, while Dylan Wainer is posting 9.8, and Michael Good at 8.7. Almost all of their damage is done inside of the arc of the season. They average 22 makes inside of the arc and just three behind, behind the arc. The Lakers are tall, and the Lakers are tough on defense, especially in the full court trap. To me, that's the difference Lakers have over everybody else. Again, their size, but their athleticism and their length make them extremely difficult on defense. I think if they come out and they press and they get after teams, they're going to just give these teams fits. If they sit back, play zone, and let their team kind of do what they want to do without a lot of ball pressure where they're not using their athleticism, then they're going to struggle themselves. And another key is when they have the good – Nights, they make a few threes. When they don't make the threes, then it gets a little tough because everything's got to go inside. I think that three-point number is is a good thing for them. This is a team that has more size than any other team really around. So use that size to your advantage. I, I see it all the time when I'm seeing six foot six, six foot seven guys out there shooting a three. But Lakers isn't doing that. They're they're playing at their strengths and which is get it inside, make those high percentage shots. But they can fill it up from the outside when they need to. But they don't use that as their main weapon. It's time for a short break in the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll shift our attention to the first game of the night between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Harbor Beach Pirates. Right here on your Harwood home for high school hoops, the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network District 95 coverage. We've talked about our second game tonight. Now let's shift our attention to the game in front of us between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Harbor Beach Pirates. The Orange and Black tonight enter with a 12-7 record. Nine of their wins have come in their last 12 games. In the Greater Them East, they finished 8-4. That is third place behind Ubley in Brown City. Ron Rubel, the head coach for the Pirates, 29 years at the helm of going 403 and 217 as a 650 batting average. Their last district championship, though, comes back in 2013. For the Harbor Beach Pirates, they're averaging 51.3 a game. The conference's sixth best offense, but 10 points less than the bat axe average. On defense, the fifth worst in the conference at 49.1 and seven and a half less than the hatchet defensive average. Average margin of victory in their favor by 2.2 points. That's the eighth best in the conference, but 17 and a half less than Maddox's. The Pirates began their season with a below 500 mark through their first seven games with just three victories. But since losing to Maddox on January 17th, Harbor Beach has been able to muster nine victories in 12 tries. The unfortunate part is that all three losses came by 14 points or more. They entered tonight coming off of a smooth victory over USA on Monday, scoring 56 and allowing just 19 against USA. They have now won three games in a row. Yeah, they're coming in with a good feeling, uh, and they're going to need it against uh, Bad Axe tonight. They got, a, <laughs> they got a tall task in front of them, but I think they're up to it. Again, you got players. Woodkey is going to be the key. I've said it all year. When he has a good night, it opens things up for Babcock, and it definitely opens more up for Smiglinski inside. And, you know, again, they're going to let her rock tonight and see what they can do against this uh, 
Badax team that's on their home court. Defensively, Harbor Beach is going to have to play its best game of the season. There's no question about it. Um, you might say, hey, they, allow, they only allowed 19 to USA. Well, that's USA. You're facing a, a Badax team that can beat you in a number of different ways. And, it, and uh, uh, it, it, we haven't seen Harbor Beach play that good a defense this year. That's where it's going to have to start. Offensively, they're going to be able to muster enough points, but can they hold Badax down? That's going to be the key. Harbor Beach is led by their big man, Grant Smiglinski. The senior is averaging 15.5 per game. Junior Tanton Babcock posting 11.7, including two three-pointers a game. Junior forward Jace Knoblock had five points on Monday and is averaging 8.6 on the season. Luke Woodkey had a big game against USA, leading all scorers with 14 points. For the year, Woodkey is averaging 5.7. Badex does not have a player that can match Grant Smiglinski at all. So I would like to see slow this thing down, play a half-court game, Make sure Grant touches the ball every single time. And your, your, your guys out on the perimeter, they're going to have to knock some down. He's going to draw some double teams. And Harbor Beach, that could be the key to success. Knock down some outside shots if, uh, if Grant is double or triple team down low. You know, I started thinking about this after the game the other night. How can Harbor Beach beat Bad Axe? And I look at it on offensive end. Again, good patience on the offensive end. Get the ball into Smiglinski, cut to the basket, and then kick out but don't just take threes if the if the wrong guy is open the guys that can shoot it shoot it keep working it don't make this thing attract me because that's the way bad X really would like to play and on defense you got to really i would i mean you got to take away dribble drive bring them towards mcglinsky if they beat you off the dribble have him in position to change shots know who their shooters are get out on them and again try to keep this thing at 50, first one to 50 wins, they got a good chance. When we return, we'll discuss all things related to the Bad Axe Hatches, the top speed, top seed in District 95. Keep it locked on Sports Radio 1021 in live worldwide at www.sports.com. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network because we're getting distracted here by the officials. And Jim Quinn. All, all the That's usual suspects are out here. The Bad Axe Hatchets entered tonight with an 18-2 record. Just five losses in the last two seasons and all to the Reese Rockets. In the Greer of the West, they finished 10-2, good enough for second place for the second year in a row. Head coach for the Bad Axe Hatchets, Mark Krug, with nine years at the helm since 2014, going 117 in 64 uh, Two-time district champions in 15 and 21. The Bad Axe Hatches are scoring 61.1. That's the conference's second best offense. On defense, 41 and a half, the third best in the conference, and seven and a half better than the Pirates. Average margin of victory in their favor at 19.6 points per game. Bad Axe has just two blemishes on their record this season, both coming to the hands of the Reese Rockets, who will be running into Flint Beecher before regionals even begin. The Hatchets have won seven games in a row since their 19-point loss on the road to Reese. As the top seed in their district, they received a bye on Monday, so they're hitting the court tonight for the first time in six days. Yeah, nine wins in a row since that uh, <laughs> borderline debacle. Yeah, we'll call it that. At Reese. That, uh, and Reese is really good, so, I mean, that can happen. But, uh, yeah, they're playing really good ball. Um, in my opinion, Sageman's a key. Boy, if he fires up and goes, 
this team really going to help out uh, Souls and the rest of them. So I think he's the key to the whole thing. Paul Adams. Oh, yes. What well, are your thoughts? We, we've got all sorts of dignitaries here tonight. <laughs> um, my thoughts, uh, six days off. It's a long, long time that, since Bad X has played a game. Um, just wonder if there's going to be a little bit of rust here in the, in the uh, first half. Um, we did see them practice Monday. It seemed like a hard-ish practice. So, uh, you know, just interested to see how they're going to come out with expectations on their home court of winning this thing. The Bad Axe Hatches have on their roster the player leading the entire Garetham Conference in scoring with Aaron Souls. The senior leader of this Hatchet squad is averaging over 20 and a half points per game and seems to find every open space on the court. DeCarlo Sageman is averaging just under 9 per game, while Noah Curvin posting 8.4 with Keaton Brown at 7.7. And that's what I like about Bad Axe. Obviously, Souls is going to be the uh, the main priority for any defense, but if you're able to take Souls out of the game, which not too many teams have been able to do this year, hey, Curvin can get it done. Uh, Keaton Brown can fill it up. Sageman and uh, another guy, Connor Etzel, has come off the bench a couple times. Uh, I was at a game, Connor Etzel came off the bench, hit three uh, three triples in a game. So he can fill it up as well. So Bad Axe has got way more of their options, way more diversified than just Aaron Souls. But uh, when Aaron Souls is going, uh, he's awfully hard to stop. See, I'm looking at Bad Axe's, you know, again, from the coaching standpoint, how do I avoid an upset, right? Yep. What, do, what do we have to do as a team? And again, Paul says it best. They've had six games <laughs> off. Don't say that. You're, Rephrase yeah, that, please. Right? That's true. But um, what what do they have to do to avoid the upset? They got to play hard right from the get. They got to come out, get their offense going. But defensively, they I think if you put a lot of pressure on Harbor Beach, especially on their guards, and make it difficult for them to get it inside to, to uh, Smiglinski, that that's just going to change the whole game. And if if they would pick up full court or even three-quarter court and really push Harbor Beach's guards, I think that turns the tide. And maybe they keep it in their back pocket, but maybe they bring it out to start and get this thing going right away. We will return in three minutes and we'll break down tonight's home team. Actually, we'll take a look at the tail of the tape right here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Acre Valley Services. It's District 95, hosted by the Bad Axe Hatchets. Harbor Beach and Bad Axe, your first game tonight in doubleheader action. Then we'll have the Lakers and Cass City Redhawks in our second game tonight of the semifinal round. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone, we had Paul P. Adams on with us for the previous 40 minutes. And now it's time for the tale of the tape. Harbor Beach's season had a rough start, beginning with a 3-4 record through the middle of January. The Pirates have won three games in a row, entering tonight against Memphis, Vassar, and USA. Now, though, the intensity in competition is kicked up a notch with a foe like Bad Axe. The Hatchets traveled to Harbor Beach back in January and defeated the Pirates 54-42. to In fact, the last time Harbor Beach defeated Bad Axe was March 7, 2018. Mind you, today is March 9, 2022, which just so happened that game to be in the district semifinals, which just so happened to be hosted by Bad Axe. Yeah. Hey, Harbor Beach has got to be jacked up. I think they, they should feel they have a good chance of uh, winning this game if they can get the ball where they need it to be and they can defend. Again, they have to be able to defend. Bad Axe has got five guys who can put the ball in the basket. If you leave one alone, 
they're going to score. If they dribble drive, they finish at the basket. If you leave them open on the arc, they can score. Good teams have five guys, six guys, seven guys that can all put it in the basket if they're allowed to be open. So Maddox got to do, or Harbor Beach got to do a really good job containing the main guys. I mean, Souls is going to get his. I mean, I've watched him all year. He's going to get his 20. If you happen to get him on an off night and you have a good night, well, that's when upsets happen. Bad X has lost just twice this season, both times the Reese Rockets. To add salt to the wound, the only team that Bad X has lost two in the last two seasons would be the Reese Rockets. The good news is Reese will be facing Flint Beecher on Friday in the district championship, more than likely. Even better news is that the Hatchets enter tonight, riding a seven-game winning streak. I've seen Bad X play a number of times this year. Um, I've seen him play against a pretty good Sanford Meridian team, and they handled him pretty easily. Sometimes, you know, I think you get overshadowed by a team and everybody goes, ah, you know, Reese is really good, and so then everybody else kind of gets overlooked. Bad X got a really good team. Again, they can score from every place, and defensively, they're, they're, they're athletic. They're not overly big, but they can scrap, and they can turn it up if they have to, so they're, they're tough. Head-to-head, Harbor Beach has with the sixth best offense of the Greerthum Conference on offense, 51.3. Bad X the second best. At 61.5, Hatchets by 9.8 points. On defense, Badax is boasting the third best defense in the conference, allowing just 41.5 per game. Harbor Beach just the 10th best, or fifth worst, at 49.1. So on defense, it's Badax by 7.6 points. So by going by stats in stats alone, the Badax Hatchets are favored by 17.4 points. It's now time for the Crystal Ball Forecast, presented by Sure Health, where better health makes for a better life. It's time you ask yourself, are you sure? Well, the standings in one of the largest comebacks of the entire season, the standings of the Crystal Ball Forecast are now tied 5-5 five to five with Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone, Las Vegas winning one of them. I took both victories on Monday. Don't call it a comeback, though. Las Vegas has the Bad X Hatchets favored by 12.5 points, and I'm taking Bad X by 11 points. 62 to 51 over Harbor Beach. Well, you know, Clark, you know how when you have kids and you let them win, just so it kind of makes it more entertaining and fun. Okay. So now it's five to five. Oh. We, you know, we're in the real part of the Let's season. Start now. This you. is the tough games to pick here. I'm going to start calling you Michael Hart here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyways, I'm going to take Bad Axe 66, Harbor Beach 50. 66 to 50, a 66. 16 point victory. Yes, I think I just. On their home floor, I just think bad acts going to be really tough. Well, we'll find out soon enough as tip-off and all the festivities occur in just three minutes right here on the WLNW Sports Network, your home for all the postseason.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bowen with your call tonight in doubleheader action of the District 95 semifinal round hosted by the Bad Axe Hatchets. Our first game tonight, the Harbor Beach Pirates up against the host, the Bad Axe Hatchets. Let's take you through those starting lineups for the away team tonight. Harbor Beach in their road black uniforms. The senior, six-foot senior, number zero, Luke Woodkey. Six-foot junior, number 14, Tanton Babcock leads uh, the team with three-pointers on the season. Number 22, a 5'11 junior, Andrew Weber getting the start again tonight. Number 32, a six-foot-three junior, Jace Canoblock at the forward position. And the big man down low leading the team in scoring. Six-foot-five senior, number 45, Grant Smoglinski. I've reached coached by Ron Rubel, assisted by Dan Brown. Ron Rubel, the head coach since 1994. At the helm for 29 years, just recently surpassed the 400-win mark. For the Bad Axe Hatchets, Mark Krug at the helm for nine years, assisted by Jason Jurgis as well as Pat Flannery. For the Hatchets, we have number 11, Keaton Brown, a 5'11 junior. Number 40, a 6'4 junior, Jake McPhee, the big man. Number 21, 6'4 tall glass of water senior, DeCarlo Sageman. Number 13, Noah Curvin, 5'11 senior, and the leading scorer of the entire Greyertham Conference, a 5'11 senior, number three, in Aaron Souls. Your officials tonight, Mike Delpierre, Daryl Weiner, and Mr. Oberski for the stripes tonight. Going to be a great game indeed. Steve Boney, initial thoughts? <laughs> well, it's time to get it going here. Pat X looks like uh, they're ready to go. Harbor Beach looks locked in, though. I think so. Dude, I mean, I was watching. They've had a couple little team get-togethers. I mean, I, they're ready to go. Again, there's a couple of seniors on that team that don't want to end tonight, and the same thing on the other side. So we've always said, uh, come tournament time, boy, seniors play such a big role because they've been here, they've been able to do it, and they're going to do it again. The tip is won by the Harbor Beach Pirates on a second effort by Jace Knoblock. Not Smiglinski taking the tip against DeCarlo Sageman. Tan Babcock to Luke Woodkey, top of the key, or to Babcock, right wing. In their road black uniforms, beach across their chest in stripped white numbers, orange outlined. Knoblock, top of the key, the left wing against Sageman. That would be Woodkey. Harbor Beach working the perimeter here. Knoblock at the right wing, top of the key. Bab or Weber for three, top of the key, no good. Rebound brought in by Aaron Souls and the Hatchets. Here comes Maddox, no score, we played 30 seconds. Aaron Souls out there, home, white uniforms, yellow numbers, blue and white stripes down their sides. Maddox above and below the numbers in blue on the front. Sageman into the corner against Knoblock, back out to Souls for three, he is fouled on the shot. It is put Aaron Souls to the free, free throw line for three shots, and more likely Pirates or I will be in a three-point deficit here against Aaron Souls at the line. Both teams started off in a man-to-man. -man. Um, again, I'm looking at Badex. I'm like, ah, pressure, pressure, pressure. They're playing a little soft. I know they're trying to prevent the ball from going inside. So, First free throw is good from Souls on the season, a 68% free throw shooter, surprisingly. Just 46 of 67. And you know how bad Hubbard Beach wants to keep him under control. There was two guys flying at him on that uh, three-point attempt. <laughs> Second free throw is good as the first. It's now 2-0. 7-11 remaining in the first quarter. 
Third free throw as good as the first two, and it is indeed 3-0. Banax leading Howard Beach. 50 seconds into this ballgame. Tan Babcock breaks the press across midcourt to the right wing. Back up to Andrew Weber against Souls. Trying to feed it off to Woodkey. Nothing there. Back to Babcock to Smiglinski. Right block. McVee on him. Double team comes out. Back out to Babcock for the three in the right corner. No good. Long rebound brought in by Luke Woodkey. Keeps possession alive. Dribbling all the way into the corner. Woodkey picks up his dribble to the right elbow to Knoblock. Back out to Babcock at the left elbow. Into the corner. Andrew Weber thought about taking the three. Drives down the lane. Off the glass. Cannot get to fall. Rebound brought in by Keaton Brown and the Hatchets. Good possession there from the Pirates, but come up empty-handed. It's 3-0, Bad Axe leading Harbor Beach. Brown, top of the, to the left wing. Back at Souls, top of the key. Against Weber, back to Brown, gets a screen from Souls. Weber guarding Brown now at the top of the key, dribbling. Power dribbles down and is stolen away by Jace Knobloch for the Pirates. First turnover for the Hatches tonight. Weber pushing tempo to Woodkey, right wing. Slows things down now. Trying to feed Smiglinski, nothing there. Jake McPhee, one of the most... Strong and aggressive defenseman in the Greer Thumb Conference on him. Babcock at the left wing against Kervin. Top of the key, Woodkey against DeCarlos Sageman. Andrew Weber against Souls, right wing. Harbor taking their time, slowing things down around the perimeter, passing around the perimeter. Nothing there, though. Woodkey against Sageman. Count is on him. Feeds it down, and there's the double team. is stolen away into the hands of Keaton Brown. 3 nothing. Bad X leads, 5.45 left in the first quarter. Right wing, Curvin directing traffic from the right wing to DeCarlo Sageman. Jace Canolock guarding him. Souls at the left wing, dribbles inside the lane, kicks at the opposite block to Keaton Brown. He can't get the fall. Rebound brought in by Smiglinski. Here comes Woodkey. Down to Babcock. It's out of control and out of bounds. The second turnover for the Orange and Black. I like what Harbor Beach is doing uh, offensively, being really... Again, deliberate. Yes, being very deliberate. But again, Badax's defense is allowing them to do that, so... As soon as they try to go inside, there's that double team that created that turnover. Keaton Brown dribbling around the perimeter to DeCarlo Sage in the right wing against Knobloch. Dribbles down the right side of the lane. Goes to the basket. Is blocked by Knobloch. And here comes Babcock in transition against Souls. Let's him blow by, and it's in for two points. Harbor Beach on the board with 4.58 remaining in the first quarter. 3-2, Van X by one point. Souls inside the lane with the jump shot. This one's no good. A rebound brought in. By Knobloch, Weber pushing tempo across midcourt for the Pirates. Right to left across your radio is Harbor Beach tonight. In this first half, Luke Woodkey over to the right wing. Down to Smiglinski, double team comes through there, then clears out. Smiglinski dribbles inside the paint, turns in the basket, and it's good for two points. Harbor Beach with their first lead tonight, 4-3. to three. Pirates on a 4-0 run, 4.5 to play in the first. Man, that was some really nice patience by him. He seen the double team, let it go away, walked into the lane, nice little baby hook. Down to the right block. Jake McPhee takes the jump shot. This one is good. His first points, 5-4. First points in three minutes for the Bad Axe Hatchets with 4-11 remaining in the first. It's Babcock for three. Right wing for the Pirates. He has five. And Harbor Beach back on top, 7-5. To it's called March Madness for a reason. Halfway through the first quarter, 7-5. Harbor Beach leads by two. Again, really like what Harbor Beach is doing offensively. And I think Bad Axe ought to pick up the pressure on their guards. Sageman to Keaton Brown, left wing, being guarded by Woodkey. Dribbling around the perimeter. Harbor Beach 7, Banax 5. Sageman takes the 3, left wing. This one is good. Left him wide open, and now Banax on top once again. 8-7. to seven. Yeah, you leave him open, he will knock that down. Harbor Beach, Andrew Weber dribbling around the perimeter, and Aaron Souls just picked up a foul. He pretty much 
bodied him for the foul. That will be the first against Souls. His first, team's first as well. So Bad Axe will, Harbor Beach will inbound at midcourt. Trailing to the Bad Axe Hatchets by 1.8-7. Dan Babcock inbounds. Feeds it down to Smiglinski at the right block. Nothing there. Kicks it to the top to Luke Woodkey to Andrew Weber left wing. Inside the paint. Back out to Woodkey. Mishandles it. Dives inside the lane. No foul and no rebound. Brought in Finally brought in by Keaton Brown for the Hatchets. 8-7 Badak. Sageman in the left corner. Back out to Noah Curvin. Left wing for three. This one's high off the rim. No good. And we have a rebound brought in. And we have a foul. This will go against Keaton Brown. His first team second. You know, we talked in the pregame about playing on Monday. Mm -hmm. Badak looks a little bit rusty. A little I unsure. I agree. But, uh, you know, they're up a point. And <laughs> Things are going all right. I like the full court pressure, but then they kind of just fall out of it. Again, I'd like to see Bad just pick it up. Let's get going. That's when they have their best success is when they allow that or uh, go in with that intense pressure. Smiglinski to Knoblock inside the paint, and we double dribbled. Again, Smiglinski very good. I mean, he's very patient. Seen the double coming, found the cutter. He just lost the ball, got called on a double dribble. But again, Bad Lack of pressure is allowing Harbor Beach to do what they want offensively. Souls over to Sageman, right wing, back to the top to Curvin, takes another three. This one's up. This one's in and out, no good. Rebound there brought in by Keaton Brown for the Hatchets. Down to Curvin in the right block, and we have a whistle, and this will be a foul against Tanton Babcock, his first team second. It will be Badax ball underneath your own basket, right side of your radio. Substitutions coming in for the Hatchets. We have number 23, Connor Etzel, replacing Jake McPhee. And Griffin Meinhold replacing Aaron Souls for a quick breather here. 2.32 left in the first. It's Bad Axe 8, Harbor Beach 7. Inbound to Sageman to the right wing to Curvin. Curvin starts his dribble. Back to Sageman at midcourt, three feet away from the line. Etzel at the right elbow, turns to the basket, nothing there. Feeds it back out to Curvin, directing traffic. Curvin against Knobloch to Sageman into the corner to Meinhold against Weber. Top of the key, Curvin takes another three. This one is no good. Long rebound, and it's saved by Sageman into the hands of Curvin. Two offensive rebounds for the Hatchets now. Keaton Brown takes a three top of the key, and he is fouled. And he will go to the free throw line for three shots. Grant Spaglinski knocked him over after the shot was away, and that will be his first team's third. Again, that's... Uh I just showed you how hyped up they are. I mean, they're flying out on a shooter like that, and you just, you know, on the follow-through, you land, you hit him, and so he's going to shoot three free throws. And uh, Boy, Curvin's had th three really good looks and uh, just hasn't been able Nothing. to knock him down. First free throw from Keaton Brown is good. So it's now 9-7. to 2.03 remains in the first quarter. Second free throw from Keaton Brown. The junior is up, and it's good. On the year... He's just a 59% free-throw shooter. He's two for two so far. 2.03 remains in the first. It's now 10-7, third free-throw up, and it's good. So Bad Axe now six of six from the free-throw line. They lead by four points, 11-7. Andrew Weber brings the ball up against Griffin Meinhold in token pressure across midcourt to the right wing, into the corner to Babcock, down to Smiglinski against Etzel. Starts his dribble, kicks it back out to Woodkey to Andrew Weber, left wing, dives inside the lane, back out to Woodkey. He takes a three, it's up, and it's good. Luke Woodkey with his first points. It's a one-point ball game, 11-10. to Badak still leading by one point. Noah Curvin dribbling at the top of the key, now at the left wing, being guarded by six feet. Or to Meinhold against Weber, now Etzel at the right wing 
almost into the corner. Back out to Kirvin, top of the key. Oh, tried to go for the game and go. Nothing there. Etzel, he takes a three, and this one's airmailed, brought in by Andrew Weber for the Pirates. 11 to 10, bad X by one point. We've had three lead changes in this small game already in the first seven minutes of play. Babcock to Woodkey, top of the key to Weber to the left wing. Weber back to Knoblock to the right wing. Babcock back to Woodkey. Woodkey back to Babcock. Down to Smiglinski, tip pass, back out, and it's overthrown into the hands of Sageman. Sageman in transition, goes up for the layup, and he cannot fall, but there's Keaton Brown to clean up the boards, in for two points. Nice move by Brown. 13-10, Bad X now by three points, less than a minute to play. Smiglinski back out to Babcock, top of the three, or three, excuse me, no good. Woodkey gets the rebound. Smiglinski, right block. Back out to Woodkey, right wing for another three. This one's short. Rebound brought in by Smiglinski. Off the glass. Can't get to fall. Gets his own rebound. Puts it up. No good. Knoblock gets the rebound. This one's up. He's swatted. Nothing there. And rebound brought in by Etzel. A little frantic right there. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. Bannock slowing things down. Eight <laughs> seconds left. It's a big missed opportunity by Harvard Beach right there. Curvin, fadeaway jump shot from 16 feet, no good at the buzzer. And we reach the end of the first quarter with a bad axe three-point lead, 13 to 10 over the W, over the Harvard Beach Pirates on the W, LW Sports Network. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Aaron Souls dives inside the lane, can't get the lamp to fall. Rebound brought in by Harbor Beach, who now has 11 rebounds on the night. Bad Axe was six. It's a three-point ball game, 13 to 10. Bad Axe leading Harbor Beach. The Pirates on offense. Babcock down to Smiglinski in the low post, and it's knocked out of bounds. And it's last touch. Keaton Brown with a big save throws it off of Smiglinski into the hands of Bad Axe now on offense. 7:28 left in the second quarter. Again, I really like what Harbor Beach is doing offensively. I mean, they're just being patient. They're getting the ball where they want. That pass earlier, a little errant getting it inside. But, boy, they're they're doing what they got to do. Keep this thing close and don't get in a shootout. DeCarlo Sageman starts the shootout as he takes the three right at the top of the key in for three. It's now a six-point lead, 16-10, 7.05 remains in the second quarter. Luke Woodkey dribbling to the right wing, and he is fouled, and Aaron Souls just picked up his second personal foul. So That'll have is, a bearing on this game. <laughs> he's going to the bench right now with seven minutes left to go in the second quarter. I mean, if you're Harbor Beach, you're like, hey, let's, let's make let's You need make to some, take advantage. Yes, let's get something going here. Babcock down to Smiglinski at the right block, back out to Luke Woodkey, top of the key. Screen from Knoblock over to Weber, left wing. Trying to feed in Smiglinski again. Nothing there. Babcock over to Woodkey, right wing. Now they feed in Smiglinski, right block. Triple team comes down. One dribble over to the opposite block. Andrew Weber is fouled on his way up. He'll go to the free throw line for two shots. This will be the first trip for the Pirates to the charity stripe tonight. I don't know if you noticed, Clark, but Smiglinski had the ball. There was four <laughs> Bad X guys <laughs> completely surrounding him, and everyone was looking at the ball above his head. Yes. So finally Weber cuts the basket and Smiglinski finds him. Again, I'm really impressed with the way Grant's playing tonight. I mean, he's 
He's very patient. You know, he knows that it's coming, but again, he puts the ball up so they can't really get to it. Makes a nice pass out of it, whether it be out on the arc or somebody cutting. It's really, uh, it's where it needs to be. First free throw hits the iron, stays in the air for about 10 seconds and falls incomplete. Second free throw is good. One for two on that trip, 16 to 11. Five-point ball game. We have a timeout called by Jason Jurgison. The Hatchets with a five-point ball game, 643 left in the second quarter. Bad X by five. Five points. 16 to 11. Five point lead for the Bad Axe Hatchets. With 6.43 left in the second quarter. Welcome to all of our listeners listening worldwide via WLWSports.com. Whether you're living, listening in perhaps the Ukraine, Satellite Beach, Florida, Long Beach, California, and anywhere in between. 16 to 11. Bad Axe by five points coming out of the full timeout. Griffin Meinhold back over to Noah Curvin. Left wing takes a three and he nails it. Noah Curvin with his first points. Makes this an eight-point ball game, 19 to 11. Six and a half to play in the first half. Babcock back to Luwuki, top of the key. Carlos Sageman has a count on him. Starts his dribble at the right elbow. Smoglinski turns to the basket. Now into the hands of Andrew Weber. Griffin Meinhold guarding him closely. Jason Knoblock, right wing, into the corner to Babcock. Babcock trying to feed into Smoglinski, nothing there. Andrew Weber starts his dribble. Babcock trying to, with all their might, get down Smoglinski. There it is. Back out to Babcock for the three right wing. It's up. It's no good. And rebound still loose and last touched by a black jersey. I was going to say, these possessions here for Harbor Beach are huge. you got Souls on the bench. You're down eight. Boy, you just don't want this game to get away. This is a time we should be, you know, just catching back up. Sageman at the right wing. Catches the pass gingerly. Back to Kirvin. Back to Sageman. Right wing extended. Griffin Meinhold, top of the key, gets the pass from Sageman. Starts to dribble down the paint. Goes up, and he is fouled, and he'll go to the free throw line for two shots. Foul will go against Jace Knoblock, his first. Baddox has really relied on the three tonight so far. I mean, you got two, four, I mean, you got, they've shot seven threes. And again, they've been open. Um, I think they've been a little reluctant to attack the basket with uh, the big guy in there with Smiglinski waiting for him. But Meinhold uh, did a nice job there. Seen a crack, went through the foul. Free throw, first one's good, second one's no good, but he gets his own rebound. 20 to 11, Bad X by nine points. Bad X still on offense. The three from Kervin is no good. Etzel gets the rebound, or excuse me, that's not. That's number 23. Connor Etzel, that is, and he gets the putback to fall. 22 to 11, Babcock in transition. Slows things down, takes the three for in and out, no good. Smoglinski is fouled on the rebound. Foul be on the floor. Team's fifth for the Bad Axe Hatchets. And will go against Jake McPhee. Well, that ball was down and just come right back out. That'd been a big make. Again, you're getting doubled up right now. Got to get some makes and some stops. Babcock will inbound for the Pirates. Feeds it in Smiglinski's left block. Turns to the basket, takes the jump shot. The hook shot's no good. 
Rebound brought in by Sagewood. 22-2-11. FedEx's largest lead at 11. Sagewood at the right wing. Starts his dribble to the free throw line down to the left block. Fadeaway jump shot in high off the glass. The kiss is good. Sadron with eight points. And we have a timeout called by Ron Rubel and the Pirates. A full timeout with 4.41 left in the second. 24-11, Bad Axe by 13 points. Four and a half to play here in the second quarter. Bannex out to their largest lead at 13, 24 to 11. Harvey feeds it down to Luke Woodkey in the low block. That one's no good, but Smiglinski gets the rebound, count the basket, and one. Smiglinski's starting to get things going for the Pirates. First points, first field goal this quarter for the Harbor Beach Pirates. One free throw upcoming for Grant Smiglinski. The foul will go against Bannex's number 10, Griffin Meinhold, his first. Team's sixth. Yeah, they got to kind of, they got to get it going here. You don't want to let this thing get any further than what it is right now. Free throw from Smoglinski, no good. Rebound brought in by Etzel. So it remains 24 to 13. I will reach one of three from the free throw line tonight. Maddox, seven of eight. Top of the key. Noah Curvin dribbling against Mitchell Carg, who just checked in the ball game. Or left wing to Meinhold, back to Sageman against Woodkey. At the left elbow, dribbling. Behind the back, trying to feed it inside the lane, back out to Curvin. Curvin, he dives inside the lane, puts up the left-handed layup off the glass, in for two. Certainly they're playing on their home court here. 26-13. to That's a tough shot right there. <laughs> a running hook. Babcock at the right wing for the Pirates. Trailing by 13 points, they have 13 points. Smiglinski to Knoblock in the low post, off the glass, in for two. Jace Knoblock's first points. 26 to 15. Three and a half to play in regulation, or excuse me, in this first half. Over to Curvin at left wing, and we have a foul well away from the ball. And this foul will go against Jake McPhee. Yep. Off the ball. Goose set no, the back they, screen. They I don't know, it was a long ways from where everything was at. Call that on Griffin Meinhold. Oh, did they? All right. Yeah. So his second, team seventh. Tan Babcock dribbling to the left elbow, or left wing to Mitchell Karg. Checked in and replaces Andrew Weber, and he just coughed it up into the hands of Griffin Meinhold. That's the fifth turnover for the Orange and Black tonight. Solt, Noah Kervin on the give and go to Jake McPhee, and he is blocked by Smiglinski. Here come the Pirates trailing by 11. Karg in the layup in transition with two on him. Makes it count. 26-17. 4-0 run. Saying if Curvin can make that, maybe I can make it. <laughs> what, some tough shots being made here. Never seen so many shots off the glass yeah. in a row here. I mean, it, and it's on purpose. Curvin's pickpocketed by Woodkey into the hands of Smiglinski. That's just the second turnover for the Hatches tonight. 26-17. Banax by nine points. With really good hands there by Woodkey. No one even knew the steal was there. Oh. Bounced on the ground a couple times. Babcock to Mitchell Karg against Meinhold. One dribble, nothing there. Pivots, gives it back to Babcock, left wing. Two minutes, 10 seconds remain in the second quarter. 26-17, Bad X by nine over Harbor Beach. 
Give and go back out to Babcock for three left wing. This one's no good. Rebound still loose and brought in by Sageman for Maddox. Sageman against Woodkey. Flops, and this one doesn't hit anything. And here comes Harbor Beach, and it's stolen away by McPhee. McPhee gets the ball to the left block, in for two points on the beautiful pass from the right wing. McPhee with four, 28 to 17. Games getting a little out of, out of hand for the High Ridge Pirates suddenly. 28-17, Bad X by 11 points. Babcock dribbling at the left wing, and it is knocked out of bounds by a white jersey. Harbor Beach ball. Yeah, the more frantic the game gets, the more it plays into Bad X's style of play. A little surprised uh, Bad X is bringing Souls back in. They just sat him the whole quarter, and I got a minute and a half left, up 11. He could pick up his third foul here. So other for the Hatchets right now, we have Jacob McPhee, Aaron Souls, Keaton Brown, DeCarlo Sageman, and Michael Jansen, a 5'11 freshman. In the corner, 10, Babcock takes a three, and he nails it. Babcock with eight. 28 to 20, an eight-point ball game. Minute 23 left in the second. Bad X on offense with an eight-point lead. Aaron Souls gets back in the ball game, and he's blocked by Smiglinski. Beautiful block there. Complete elevation. That was nice, really nice. Woodkey to Andrew Weber just checked back in. Replaces Mitchell Card. Back to Woodkey. Babcock at the right wing. Back to Woodkey. Back to Babcock. Down to Smoglinski. Back to Babcock in the corner. This time the three. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Brown. And here come the Hatchets with an eight-point lead. 49 seconds left in the first half. 28-20. Banax over Harbor Beach. Nearly had a 10-second count on himself there. Souls dives inside the lane. This one's against McGlinsky. This one counts. He has five. His first field goal, though. First three points were free throws. 30 to 20. Bad X by 10. 30 seconds left. Woodkey in the corner to Andrew Weber. Back to Babcock. Weber into the corner. Woodkey. 20 seconds left. 30 to 20. 10 point lead for the Hatchets on their home court in District 95. Semifinal round here. Weber to Babcock, down to Smoglinski, back out to Weber to Babcock, right wing. Nice ball movement here for the Pirates, something we haven't seen before. And Sajran steals it away to Keaton Brown in transition. The low floater is no good, gets his own put back. That one can't fall either. We've reached halftime. Two missed shot there from the Bad X Hatchets. They still lead by 10 points, though, 30-20 to 20 after two quarters of play right here on the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network out of the half. It's the Bad Axe Hatches leading by 10 points over the Harbor Beach Pirates, 30-20. to 20. In the District 95 semifinal game between Harbor Beach and Bad Axe, our first game of a doubleheader action here tonight from Bad Axe. It was 13-10, Bad Axe by three points at the end of the first quarter. We actually had three lead changes in that first quarter. None since, though, as the Bad Axe Hatches started to pull away in the second, half, second quarter, outscoring Harbor Beach 17-10 in the second quarter. The Hatchets led by DeCarlos Sageman with eight points. Three players have five points for the Hatchets. That's Noah Curvin, Keaton Brown, and Aaron Souls. Four points for Jake McPhee. Two points for Connor Etzel, and one for Griffin Meinhold. Two turnovers for the Bad Axe Hatchets, six for the Harbor Beach Pirates. They are led by Tan Babcock, also with eight points. Four points for Grant McGlinsky. Three points for Luke Woodkey. 
two points for Mitchell Karg and Jason Oblock, and one point for Andrew Weber. From the free throw line, Bad Axe is 7 of 8 for 87%. Our reach 1 of 3 for 33%. Steve Bone, what do you have for shooting? Yeah, Harbor Beach kind of went cold in that second quarter, and that kind of cost them. Uh, they got a couple baskets uh, late in the, to finish out the half, so they're only down 10. But uh, inside, they're 4 of 12. Um, again, Bad Axe has really collapsed. The ball gets into Smoglinski, and they're just going right at him. Heck, sometimes there's four guys draped on him. Um, so they're 33% inside. Outside the arc, uh, 3 of 10, 30%. Um, they've had some good looks. Um, Babcock is, jeez, uh, he's one of eight, and he's had some good looks. So, uh, boy, if, if, if he can keep getting those shots and they knock him down, it's a different game. Um, and, again, uh, Woodkey has hit one three. He needs to get going. And then on the Badax side, I mean, they got to be quite happy. I would think Badax is real thrilled. I mean, their starter, leading scorers on the bench, I don't know, probably half or better of that first half with two fouls. He has five points. Uh, then they got two other guys with five, and Sageman's leading with eight. So that's really good balance scoring from them. But uh, they didn't shoot it all that well either. Um, 39% inside the arc, uh, 38% outside. That's pretty good. They were three of eight. Uh, so overall, they shot 38% versus Harbor Beach's 32%. I would suspect in the second half, both teams will shoot the ball a little bit better. Um, again, Harbor Beach, I, I really like their I li game plan. I was going to say, I like the game plan. I love their game plan. They're getting it inside, and again, they're executing it because Smiglinski's being so patient. He's putting the ball, <laughs> as a coach I've heard, says, put it up in the tower if it's above your head because uh -huh. they can't reach Everybody like jumping at it. And then he's just being really patient. He's kicking it out for open threes, you know. And like I said, uh, Babcock there has had some great looks. He's only been able to uh, knock down two of them. So, uh, but I, you know, I like what they're doing offensively. Um, on the defensive end, you know, they're doing all right down there. Again, Bad X is only shooting 38%. Um, but this game's, uh, we've said a million times, that first three minutes of the second half is huge. <laughs> I mean, Bad X is either going to extend the lead in that first three minutes or Harbor Beach is either going to fall off or get back in the game. They're only down, you know, they're only down 10, and they have the ball to start. So this is. Uh, it's March Madness. This is March Madness. This is kind of what, it, what we kind of expected. Again, I just. Harbor Beach had some good luck. I just really like what they're doing offensively. So let's see if Sumer are going to do the same thing. Knock down a few more shots. This will become a game again. The Pirates will start out on offense with the inbound position arrow in their favor into Luke Woodkey. Both teams with their starters out there. Woodkey over to the dribbles into the right corner. Back out to Babcock. He takes a three top of the key, and this one's no good. Rebound, though, brought in by Knoblock. Puts it back in for two. Jace Knoblock with four points, 30-22 to 22 now. Badex leads by eight points, seven and a half remains in the third quarter. Beach staying with their man. Bab Jake McPhee, give and go to Souls, back to Curvin now in the short corner, back out to Jake McPhee. One dribble, gives it to Sageman. Sageman dives to the basket against Smiglinski, and there is no... He does not hit anything as he's fading away. And then we have a foul on the rebound. Yeah, Braun this will go against back. Keaton Brown. And I've been, that's his third. That so is he's his going third. To bench. Team's first. Again, boy, they, they attack off the dribble. 
And there's McGlinsky waiting for him, alters that shot, and it don't even hit iron. So. Badex coming out in some pressure here. Babcock against Curvin across midcourt. Over the left wing to Woodkey, into the corner to Weber. Weber dribbling around the perimeter to the high post. Actually, now to Woodkey, top of the key. Now to the high post as McGlinsky steps out to the right wing. Give and go to Luke Woodkey in the low block. Off the glass in for two for Luke Woodkey now. He has five. I really like what they're doing there. He's got a big body. He's hard to guard inside. They're taking. He, he's posting up down low with Sageman, and they're just getting it down to him. That's a one-on-one -on -one matchup I think Harbor Beach is going to try to exploit. Woodkey built like his father, not his mother. <laughs> Top of the key, Noah Curvin takes a three. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Smiglinski. Harbor Beach showing some momentum here to start the second half. 30-24, to Banax by six points. They led it by ten at half. Andrew Weber dribbling around the perimeter. Now it returns back to the right wing to Tan Babcock. Luke Woodkey gets stolen away by DiCarlo Sageman, and he's fouled on the floor. Are they going to say two shots? Yeah, he was in the act of shooting. Kind of a bad turnover there, kind yes. of a lazy pass, and just. Uh, now you pick up a foul. Yeah, Sageman jumped it, and he's going to go shoot two free throws. Sageman, a 70% free throw shooter in the season, 17 of 24. Free throw is up, and it's good. He has nine points, leading all scores. He was my key to the game for badass. Yes, he was. <laughs> 6.23 left in the third, and he makes both of them. The first points for badass in the second half extends their lead out back to eight points, 32-24. to 24. Sageman with ten points. Weber dribbles to the right wing. 6.15 remains in the third quarter. Luke Woodkey left wing against Sageman. Woodkey dribbles all the way into the right corner, feeds it down to Smiglinski. Bang out to Woodkey. Pump fakes against Sajan, still dribbling in the right corner. Now back to Smiglinski. And the left-hander is in for two points against a very tough defense of Jake McPhee. Smiglinski with six now. Hubbard Beach, three for three now inside the arc. Only miss ahead was that three-pointer to start the second half. Connor Etzel to Aaron Soles, dives down the left side of the lane, and he can't get the fall. Rebound brought in by Curvin, though. Ball still loose, and now into the hands of Luke Woodkey. Andrew Weber going up strong, and he is fouled. He'll go to the free throw line for two shots. This will be the second team foul against the Bad Axe Hatchets, and will go against number 23, Connor Etzel. Soles got to the basket again, had to alter the shot, little jackknife, trying to get it around us, McGlinsky. May have gotten away with a little foul there, but. Weber at the free throw line. The first free throw, no good. Andrew Weber now one of three from the free throw line. Hyper Beach just one of four from the free throw line as a team. Free throws are huge in tournament time. Bad X nine of ten. Second free throws, no good. And rebound brought in by Sageman. 0 for 2 on that trip. Wow, those are two big misses. Going to cut it to. <laughs> To four. four. Instead, it's 32-26. Badex by six as Souls takes a three-top of the key. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Tan Babcock and the Pirates. Babcock across midcourt, left right across your radio. Road black uniforms. Dives right down the left side of the lane, puts it off. No good. Smiglinski cleans up the boards, and the putback is good. Smiglinski with eight. Now it's a four-point ball game, 32-28. Five minutes remain in the third quarter. Souls, top of the key against Weber, gets a screen from McPhee. 
Now the left elbow gives it to McPhee. Opposite block puts it up. This one's no good. Smiglinski brings in the rebound. Harbridge with 19 rebounds. Maddox with 11. Luke Woodkey inside the lane to Smiglinski. It's tipped away by Sageman, but Woodkey's there to steal it back. He gives it in the hands of Andrew Weber. Now Aaron Soles steals it away. Goes up for the layup, and it's in for two points. Soles with seven. We have a timeout called. A full timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatches with 4.29 left in the third quarter. 34-28, Bad Axe by six points. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Andrew Weber goes coast to coast with it, with it and makes it a four-point ball game again, 34-30, coming out of a full timeout called by Badax. Badax calls a timeout, sets up a press, and Harbor Beach just runs right through it for an easy layup. That ain't what the Badax coaching staff had in mind. McVee hands it off to DeCarlo Sageman, now to Aaron Souls, right down the right side of the lane. High off the glass, doesn't touch anything, but McVee cleans up the boards in for two points. McVee with six, 36-30 again. Harbor Beach trailing by six points to the Mad Axe Hatchets. They trail by ten at half. Luke Woodkey to Andrew Weber, top of the key. Mishandles the catch. Goes to save it at midcourt. Dribbles to his left over to Woodkey in the corner. Against Sageman. To Smiglinski, double team comes in and knocks it loose into the hands of Souls. Eight turnovers for the Pirates. Souls taking his time against Weber. Leading by six points inside the lane. The layup is good. Count the basket and a foul. The Souls goes to the free throw line for an old-fashioned three-point play. Foul will go against Jace Knoblock, his second team, second of the second half. So it's now 38-30 to 30 with 3.17 remaining in the third quarter. And we have a 30-second timeout. We'll stick with you. 38-30, to 30, Bannex by eight points. What are we seeing here so far? Well, again, Harbor Beach is doing kind of what they have to do. Um, Ron's calling a timeout right here. I mean, they had it down to four. Now it's back to eight. They're shooting a free throw. Could be at nine. You know, just trying to keep this thing close, keep the close, keep the momentum from building back the other way. Um, you can see Harbor Beach, they got they're, the confidence is building in that group. I mean, the way they're moving the ball. Um, they've had a couple turnovers. They got a little lackadaisical. Uh, Smiglinski on that one there was kind of looking over his shoulder and the kid come up from behind him and poked it out. So, I mean, they just got to kind of stay with the game plan, stay with it. Um, but gosh, Bad X just got so many weapons. And if you're going to extend out on Souls the way they did, he's going to blow by. Yep. And uh, they just, I mean, you got to have somebody in help. They just can't let him blow by. <laughs> and he's so quick. So Keaton Brown still on the bench. Actually just checked back in for the Hatchets with three fouls. Aaron Souls at the free throw line shooting one, trying to make this a nine-point ball game with a made free throw, and he does. So he sits down with 317 left in the third. 39 to 30. Badak's gonna stay with their full court pressure. Actually trying to deny the inbounds. 5-0 run for the Hatchets. Andrew Weber, cross midcourt for the Pirates. Out of the right wing, back up to Woodkey, top of the key, to Babcock, left wing. Directing traffic. To the right wing, down to Smiglinski, right block. 
Opposite skip pass to Babcock wide open for three. The left wing, and it counts for three. Babcock with 11, 39-33. Bad axe by six. Again, nice find by Spoglinski there. Wide open, knocks it down. Just got to get some stops here. Kervin, back to DeCarlo Sageman. Back to Kervin, left wing extended against Babcock. Griffin Meinhold to Carlos Sageman against Woodkey. Kicks it into the corner to Brown. He takes the jump shot from the right elbow. And this one's smooth as silk. Keaton Brown with seven. 41-33. That nice over Harbor Beach. That was a beautiful shot. And Harbor Beach turned it over. Yeah, that pressure is. <laughs> it's looming. Yeah, it's like you, you handle it, you handle it, you handle it, and all of a sudden... It's there. Here's a turnover. It's like, dang it. 41-33. Bad X leads by eight points. Hover Beach has not led since this first quarter. And it was 7-5, Hover Beach. That's kind of what we talked about in the pregame. Bad X has the ability to put that full-court pressure on you, which is going to create some turnovers. It just makes life tough. Sageman down to Brown in the right block over Smiglinski in for two points. Brown making his presence known again. He has nine. And suddenly a 10-point lead. 43-33. 2-0-4 remains. In the third quarter. This is the difference it was to start this quarter. Dan Babcock. Looks at the clock. Now over to Weber. In Souls. Trying to beat down Smiglinski. It's kicked out of bounds by Souls. And so Harvard Reach will inbound. Right side radio underneath their own basket. No curve and checks in. Replaces Keaton Brown. Harvard Beach made a nice little run there. Got it down to four. And Bad Axes just kind of bumped it back up to where it was. Reach inbounds to Luke Woodkey, right wing extended against Meinhold, dribbles past him, down to the right block, goes up strong, he is fouled, and he'll go to the free throw line for two shots. That was a really good take right there. Woodkey got him on his hip, tacked the basket, gets a foul, goes to the free throw line. He's got to do more of that. That's the second against Jake McPhee, team's third. Woodkey at the free throw line, shooting two, trails by 10 points. Woodkey a 60% free throw shooter on the season. First free throw off the front of the iron, no good. What are they now? One of six. Yikes. 16% on the night. Second free throw from Woodkey is up, and this one's no good. One of seven. 43-33. Now, when you're in upset mode, you got to make those. You got to make those free throws. Meinhold left wide open in the corner for three. This one's no good, but Sageman brings in the rebound, and he's trying to dribble through everything, and he stepped out of bounds while doing it. Well, he really elevated for that offensive rebound, though. <laughs> yes, he, he got did. up. So the third turnover only for the Hatchets. Harbor Beach with nine. Badex will apply a full-court press. Knoblock into Woodkey against Meinhold across midcourt. 43-33, Bad Axe over Harbor Beach. 90 seconds left here in the third quarter. Smoglinski gets it in the left block. Nothing there. Gives it back out to Woodkey. Now Smoglinski has it at the right elbow. Against McVee. Turns to the basket. Now gives it to Babcock. Babcock. Now they're trying to feed it to Woodkey at the left block. Now he retreats. Now it's Smoglinski's turn. Down against McVee. And for two points. Very simple for Smoglinski. He has ten. 43-35, Bad Axe by eight points. One minute remains in the third. Yeah, once he gets it there, there ain't much you can do. Exactly. <laughs> Take it out of bounds. <laughs> Kervin gets a screen from McPhee in the right corner. Gives it to McPhee at the right wing. Back to Kervin. Tries to go down baseline. That's cut off. 
McPhee starts his dribble. 40 seconds. Now in the hands of Aaron Souls. Six feet from midcourt. Inside the lane, the floater is up, and we have an offensive foul called as there was Tanton Babcock. No, actually, Luke Woodkey was camped out in the lane for a good while. Yeah. You've been charged for overnight parking there. <laughs> I've kind of been wondering why they haven't been stepping in on that, trying to take that charge on uh, Souls. That is his Souls' third personal. And gives the ball back to the Pirates with 35 seconds left in the third with an eight-point lead for the Hatchets. And they'll take Souls out on this last 35 seconds so he doesn't pick, pick up his fourth. fourth. <laughs> They're on defense, so. No block inbounds to Babcock. Babcock across midcourt. 30 seconds remain. It's an eight-point ball game. It's a big possession right here. This is a huge possession for this game for Bad or Harbor Beach. Woodkey over to Babcock against Kervin. Gets a screen from Knoblock as well as Woodkey. Back to Weber. Weber dribbles down, and he nearly knocked, knocked away by Noah Kervin. Down to Griffin Meinhold. He is fouled. He'll go to the free throw line for two shots. Officials letting him play. Yeah, they are letting him play. I mean, guy comes and doubles from behind and knocks him. <laughs> it it whacks him pretty good left side to head. That would work. The knock. ball comes loose, and, and instead of uh, you having a chance to cut it to six, they got a chance to make it 10 again. That hit would have knocked down about seven pins at least. Yes. As Griffin Meinhold at the free throw line makes his first free throw. So he has two points tonight, 44-35. Ten seconds remain in the third quarter. It's a nine-point ball game. Second free throw as good as the first. Meinhold won three of four from the free throw line. 45-35. How we started this quarter. Seven minutes and 45 seconds later. Gives it over to Babcock. He mishandles it. With four seconds left, and it's Harbor Beach ball. Knocked Get out of bounds by White Jersey. They have that ability to turn the pressure up, giving them troubles. They had 10 seconds to get the ball down, get a shot. Now they got to go to the full court in three seconds. Babcock will inbound. Goes to the midcourt. Smiglinski turns down to Weber. He takes the long two. It's up. It's no good. And we've reached the end of the third quarter with a 10-point differential still. It's 45-35. Badax leading Harbor Beach by 10 points. On to our final quarter of this District 95 semifinal game. Badax leads by 10 points, 45-35. They start out on offense. No curving at the right elbow down to Jake McPhee. The low block, he is fouled. He'll go to the free throw line for two shots. And Badax started to pull things away here. Harbor got down to as little as four in that third quarter, but then Badax returned with another six points to still keep it at 10 points. Foul goes against number 45 for Harbor Beach. Grants McGlincy, his second team's third. Jake McPhee of the free throw line shooting two. Misses the first one. That was a really nice uh, dribble drive by Kerwin, and then he finds McPhee on the cut. Really good pass. Just the second miss for the Hatchets tonight from the free throw line there, 12 of 13. And misses them both. Rebound knocked out of bounds by DeCarlo Sageman. 10-point ball game, 7.45 left in the fourth. Yeah, you can't be happy with that. Sager shouldn't even get his hand on the ball. Got to do a better job boxing out on them free throws. Inbound to Tanton Babcock. 
against Kervin. A reach pushing tempo. Andrew Weber. And it's kicked out of bounds by Jake McPhee as they tried to feed it to the opposite blocks. McClinsky was left wide open. Yeah, he might was as tall as he is. He may want to go high with that. Perhaps. Of the bounce pass. Could have met him at the rim. Yes. Woodkey inbounds for the Pirates, trailing by 10. 45-35, Bad Axe leading. Been dominant in this ballgame since really midway through the first quarter. Woodkey against Sageman. Winner of this one will go on to take on the winner of our next game, Cassidy and Lakers. Woodkey dribbling against Sageman gets a screen from Knoblock over to the right wing. Babcock top of the key to Andrew Weber left wing at the left elbow. Woodkey right wing into the corner to Knoblock. Feeds it down to Skoglinski. It's tipped away by Sageman. Ten turnovers for the Pirates. 45-35, remains in the fourth. Sageman at the free throw line to Keaton Brown. At the right elbow takes the jump shot, and this one's no good. Long rebound in the hands of Sageman takes the three. This one's no good, and we have a whistle on the rebound, and it's going to be going against Badax. Yeah. Number 11. Braun. That's his I fourth. I guess it is. Well, again, Iowa <laughs> Beach is down 10. You got seven minutes to go. And you're right in this thing. You just got to take care of the ball a little better. Knock some shots down. Get some stops. Weber brings the ball up against a much taller Sageman in the right corner. Dribbling around the perimeter. Jace Knobloch. Back to Weber. Right wing against Aaron Souls. Let's give it up to Tan Babcock against Kervin inside the paint. Opposite block to wide open Smiglinski in for two points. Smiglinski with 12. It's an eight-point ball game, 45-37. Six and a half to play in regulation. Badax has really extended their defense. They gave up dribble drive. Nice easy dump down to Smiglinski there. Souls into the corner for three from McPhee. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Tan Babcock. The 20th rebound for Harbor Beach. Coach Rubel will take uh, McPhee shoot threes <laughs> all day long. I think I would too. Yeah. McPhee, though, in the season has made one. Th yes, he has made one. No, he hasn't. I take it back. Wrong line. Tam Babcock into the corner to Luke Woodkey. Skip pass to Andrew Weber, right wing. 45 37. Bad X by eight points. Harbor Beach on offense, trailing with five minutes, 52 seconds. Babcock dives down the right side of the lane. The layup is good for two for Babcock. He has 13. It's a six-point ball game, 45-39. Harbor Beach starts out this quarter on a 4-0 run. Things are getting a little interesting here. Souls inside the lane. The floater's no good. Gets his own rebound. Knocks it over to counter Etzel for three in the left corner. This one's no good. Gets his own rebound and posts up, puts it up, and this one airballed. Right brought in by Smiglinski for the Pirates. And DeCarlo Sageman takes the jump shot. He is fouled. After he steals it away, and he's going to the free throw line for two shots. Grant Smiglinski will pick up his third. Wow, that's a, that's a bad sequence right yes, there. Yes, it is. I mean, Howard Beach gets three misses, gives up three, well, two offensive rebounds. Then when they get the rebound, they turn it back over and then foul. I mean, you got the ball down six. And instead, they're going to the, well, no, they're not going to the free throw line, but they got the ball. I think they are saying he's shooting on that. Oh, okay. Well, then, he, yeah, it's going to the free throw line. So, it's amazing how important having that ball is. Right. Those turnovers just, oh, they're just so tough in games like this. 
you live those forever, too. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember when we had the ball and we turned it over. Yeah. It is such a chance. So, but again, five minutes, you're only down six. 45-39. Bad X leading as they just took a 30-second timeout. 5-18 remains in the fourth quarter. Before this is over, free throw shooting is going to have a lot to say. Sageman at the free throw line shooting two. First one is up. It's no good. Sageman on the season is 70% free throw shooter. He's two for three from the free throw line tonight now. Second free throw from the lefty is up, and it's good. He's 75% from the night. He has 11 points. 46-39. Upper reach into the corner. Woodkey trying to feed down Smiglinski. Nothing there. Now it is against McPhee. Left-handed hook shot. No good as he's diving out of bounds. And a rebound brought in by Etzel. Boy, they got what they wanted there. Just going to get kidding. it in. Seven-point ball game. 46-39. Aaron Soles dribbling five feet from midcourt at the right wing. Taking his time. Andrew Weber approaches. And... Over and back as Sageman couldn't bring in the pass as he's looking away. A little haphazard with that one. And that's just the fourth turnover for the Hatchets, but gets the ball back to the Pirates with trailing by seven points as Souls and Etzel sit down. Can't say for sure, but looks like Badax was possibly setting up to uh, <laughs> burn a bunch of time I off think the so. clock. Keaton Brown checks back in with four fouls. Luke Woodkey gets into the left block. 46-39, Badax leading. Weber around the perimeter at the right elbow to Tan Babcock. Trying to feed it down to Smiglinski again. Nothing there. He takes the, mid, uh, the short corner. Jump shot no good. And Sageman brings it in. Badax leading by seven points. No Curvin across midcourt. Out there for Badax. We have Curvin, Sageman, Griffin, Meinhold, Keaton Brown, and Jake McPhee. To Carlos Sageman to no Curvin. Left wing dribbles up to the top of the key. Dribbles to his right. Hands it off to Griffin, Meinhold in a weave formation here. Four minutes left in the fourth. Both teams with five team fouls. Sageman to Noah Curvin. Curvin blows past Babcock inside the lane to McPhee for the mid-range jump shot, and this one's good on the baseline. McPhee with eight, 48-39. Three straight points for the Hatchets. We burn off a minute and get a bucket. That's excellent offense. Smoglinski back out to Babcock, top of the key. Aaron Pass, he has to go track it down. Down the left side of the lane, that one's blocked away. Into the corner to Smiglinski. Back to Babcock. Weber takes the three, top of the key. Banks it, no good. Rebounds Jace Knoblock. Back out to Weber. Our reach still in offense. Weber high off the glass, no good. And we have an over a push against Grant Smiglinski as he went up for the rebound and put back over the top. And he'll be called for the foul. His that's, fourth. That's his fourth. Again, you got, you're down nine with three minutes to go here. I know coach doesn't want to extend out defensively, but I think Baddock's be content to run this thing right out. They got all their ball handlers in, and they're spreading the floor. So, 48-39, Baddock's by nine points, three minutes and five seconds remain. They won't shoot it unless they get a layup. Souls dribbles against Weber to the mid-range jump shot on the baseline again for McPhee. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Harbour Reach, trailing by nine. I was wrong. 
Babcock gets a double screen from Smiglinski and Knobloch. Give and go to Smiglinski. Off the glass, no good. And rebound out of bounds. Last touched by Knobloch. That was the look they needed. Couldn't finish, though. And Mitchell Card checks in for the Pirates, as does Justin Voss. Andrew Weber sits down. And Jace Knobloch. It's out there for the Pirates right now. Luke Woodkey, Tant Babcock, Justin Voss, Mitchell Card, and Grant Smiglinski. 2.45 left in regulation. It's still a nine-point ball game, 48-39. Sageman against Babcock. Back to Souls. Five-second count begins. Now resets. Souls at top of the key against Justin Voss. Into the corner to Keaton Brown. Inside, the runner is no good. Rebound out of bounds. Last touch by McPhee. How reach ball. Now, this is a point in the game where, you know, with the ball handlers that Badax has, it's really difficult to stop what they want to do. I mean, they're just running a minute off and then driving in and getting a shot. Um, in order to, if it isn't something you've worked on all year, some type of, of trapping defense, because you just play a man to man. As Justin Voss got the pass and he stepped right out of bounds as he's trying to turn the corner. May have been pushed that direction, but none called. Yeah, he was bumped, definitely bumped. <laughs> 2.16 left in the fourth. Badax on top and with the ball with a nine-point lead. No curving against Babcock. Now into the hands of Souls against Justin Voss. 11 turnovers for Harbor Beach as Souls goes inside the lane and the floaters in for two points. Souls with 12. 50 to 39. Five straight points for the Hatchets. Opposite block to Smiglinski off the glass in for two points. And we have a timeout called by Ron Rubel and the Pirates with a minute 50 left in regulation. It is 50 to 41. Maddox by nine points. What do you think Ron Ruble's setting up here for the Pirates? Well, he's definitely setting up a press. I mean, they're going to try to go for the ball. Uh, the next foul puts Badex at the line for a one-on-one. So, I mean, you want to extend the game as long as possible. So you're going to really be aggressive on the ball, trying to get a steal, trying to get the ball loose. Um, if Badex gets it in the, in the front court and, you know, just sets up that spread offense they've got, they'll just weave it out. You're going to have to foul anyway. So I would just think you really go after them really hard here, maybe get a trap. If you can't get anything and they get it down in their half court, then you got to go foul and make it a free throw shooting affair. And hopefully you can make some shots and they miss some free throws. 50 to 41. Badax by nine points over Harbor Beach. Minute 50 left in regulation. Nine-point lead for the number one seed of District 95. Winner goes on to play Cassidy or Lakers. That game will be next on air. As far as a doubleheader action here. Keaton Brown will inbound. Trying to beat him to Souls. Now Noah Curvin gets the inbound. Back to Keaton Brown. Blows past Jason Knobloch. Still in the backcourt. Now across midcourt into the hands of Noah Curvin. Curvin is followed by Tan Babcock, and he'll go to the free throw line for one and one. No Curvin has not attempted a free throw tonight. He has five points, all coming in the second quarter. No Curvin on the season, a 61% free throw shooter. 16 of 26, so just not get to the free throw line often. 
little surprising by that. Me too. Thought he'd be better, a little better than that. Again, at the high school level, if you're if you're 66 above, you know, two out of three, that's not bad. You know, again, the elite are 80%. Well, he makes that one. Makes it a 10-point ball game. Yep. 51-41, minute 38 remains. Second free throw, no good. Rebound brought in by Smiglinski. So 10-point ball game. Here comes Harbor Beach down to Weber. Left block off the glass, and it falls in for two. Weber with five, and we have a whistle, the immediate foul against Kerwin. That, uh, so that basket, the court. basket was way too easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, bad axe coaching staff can't be happy. I mean, you split the free throws, which puts you up 10. And they come down the other end and score in three seconds. Yep. Which, that's the way Howard Beach wants it to be. They want to make this a free throw shooting game, and hopefully they split and they make. And First free throw is good from Kervin. So 52-43, a nine-point lead for the Hatchets. So Bad X makes their free throws, and this game goes away pretty quietly. They have been most of the night. And it goes two for two on that. 10-point ball game again. We have a 30-second timeout. This will be called by the Bad Axe Hatchets. Minute 27 remains. 53-43. Yeah, that's a good timeout. They want to just set up their defense. Don't let anybody get behind you. Keep everybody in front of you. Try to burn a little clock off. Make Harbor Beach work it up the floor a little bit. And uh, make sure you box out. Rebound. Go back to the free throw line. Finish this thing up. More importantly, though, Steve. Oh, I don't want to know. The crystal ball forecast. Yes. You took Banax by 16. I took Banax by 11. Right. Right now it's a 10-point game. Yeah, it's looking good for you, but, boy, if my boys I don't know. free throws. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of free throws are in the mix here still. That's right. Our reach will inbound, trailing by 10 points. Dan Babcock across midcourt. At the left elbow, nothing there to Andrew Weber. Feeds it on over top to Smiglinski, and it's knocked out of bounds, and it will be off the knee of Smiglinski. 12 turnovers for the Pirates. Badax with four. Inbound immediately to Aaron Souls, and there's the foul. So we walk the length of the court. That's the ninth team foul for the Pirates. And it's put Aaron Souls to the free throw line, shooting one and one. He is four of four from the free throw line so far tonight. The third against Dan Babcock. Well, both teams are doing exactly what you got to do. Badex get it, gets it inbounds, possesses the ball, gets fouled. Go make your free throws. Harbor Beach has got to extend this thing as long as they can. And they're going to say that foul was on Jace Knoblock, his fourth. Souls at the free throw line for free throws, no good. Rebound brought in by Smoglinski. Still stays a 10-point ball game, minute 10 remains. Babcock takes the three over Kervin. This one is no good, goes over top of the back of the backboard, out of bounds. Bad axe ball. Not that I'm root. 
But if he makes that, it's a seven-point game. I mean, with a minute to go, it's it's a little more fun. At least for us broadcasting. Right. Griffin Mine hold across midcourt. One minute remains, and there's Kirvin followed again by Babcock. So this will put no Kirvin at the free throw line, shooting two now in double bonus. Fourth foul against Stanton Babcock. Tenth team foul. 101 remains in the fourth. 53-43, Bad by 10 points. Free throw from the lefty, he's good. It's an 11-point game now. Aaron Souls sits down. Replaced by Etzel. Kirvin on the night. Four of five from the free throw line with a sixth free throw on the way. And this one's good as that. So he's 5 of 6, makes it a 12-point ball game, 55-43, 101 remaining in regulation. Mitchell Card checks in, replaces Jace Knoblock. Knoblock, a junior. Luke Wickie inbounds to Babcock, also a junior. Crossman Court gets a screen from Karg, down to Karg, and it goes right out of bounds, and that will be a turnover. 13 turnovers for the Orange and Black. Meinhold sits down. Souls back in. 54 seconds left. Souls against Justin Voss. Dribbling. Leading by 12 points over midcourt. Souls retreats to midcourt. Against Voss. And we have a foul. So this will put... Souls of the free throw line, shooting two. As now the crystal ball forecast gets very interesting. If it's a split difference, it goes to the accurate point differential and the winning team's score, for the record. Oh, really? Yes, it does. You can ask Paul P. Adams on that. First free throw from Souls is good. Second free throw is good as well. So it's a 14-point ball game. You have it at the moment. I do have it at the moment. 57-43. You've seen the bad beats on ESPN. <laughs> Somebody throws one in at the buzzer <laughs> on a meaningless basket. <laughs> Babcock to Luke Woodkey. Back to Babcock in the corner. Dribbling inside, takes the 16-footer. This one's up. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Sageman with 24 seconds left. And more than likely just going to dribble this one out. Yeah, I think Harbor Beach. So the Bad Axe Hatchets will win by 14 points. Harbor Beach gave it their all. Was it enough for, to upset the number one seed in District 95, though, as the Bad Axe Hatchets win over the Pirates 57-43, to and they punch their ticket to the district final to take place Friday at 7 p.m. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, your final score in our first game of doubleheader action tonight. Bad Axe 57, High Reach 43 on the WLW Sports Network. Final score in our first game of the night. The Bad Axe Hatchets stay in the tournament as they hold off the Pesky Pirates to win by 14 points. 57-43 is your final score 
The Bannock Hatchets led by their leading scorer, Aaron Souls, with 14 points in the night, 10 points for Noah Kirvin. DeCarlo Sageman sneaks in there with 11 points, 8 points for Jake McPhee, Keaton Brown with 9 points, and 3 points for Griffin Meinhold, 2 points for Connor Etzel. Rounding out the scoring, 57 points for the Hatchets tonight. They average 61 on the season. From the free throw line, that's the biggest stand of the night. Badax 20 of 26 for 76%. High reach just 1 of 7 for 14%. The Pirates were led by their big man, Grant McGlincy, who just played his last game as a Pirate in the basketball uniform with 14 points in the night. 13 points for Tan Babcock with 13. 5 points for Luke Woodkey and Andrew Weber. Luke Woodkey also a senior in the squad. 4 points for Jace Knoblock. 2 points for Mitchell Karg. Like we said, 1 of 7 for the free throw line. Harbor Beach had 13 turnovers. Badax with 4 turnovers. What did you have for shooting? Yeah, uh, Badax uh, kind of struggled tonight shooting the ball. They were 7 of 16 inside the arc. 0 of 6 outside the arc in the second half. So overall, they shot 32% in the second half. Um, you know, But they, they went to the free throw line 26 times. Again, quite a few of those were in the fourth quarter when Harbor Beach was trying to extend the game. So, and... So that shooting at the free throw line offset uh, maybe a little poor shooting night. Uh, they shot 35% overall. Uh, they only were 21% from the arc, 3 of 14. Um, they normally, I think, shoot better than that. So, uh, and then 41% inside the arc. You go down to Harbor Beach's side, you know, didn't shoot that well in the first half. They were 32% overall. In the second half, uh, they were 10 of 17 inside. But at one point, I think there was, geez, I want to say 7 of 8. Yes. Seven of nine yep. to start off the second or the third quarter. Yes, they were. And got themselves right back in the game, and they were down four points. Uh, they ended up uh, 10 of 17 for 59%. Uh, from the arc, uh, Babcock hit one, and uh, they were one for four from the arc. So overall, they were 11 of 21, 52% in the second, uh, in that second half, which got them back in the game, which kept them close. And overall, they shot 42%. But again, like you said, that free throw number, the one of seven. I mean, there was there was some big free throws in that in that second half. Even at the end of the first half, they had a, a one on one where they could have you know got two more points, cut the lead to two. I believe it would have cut it to four. Instead, yes. it was six. They miss. Badax come down, scored, made it eight, and then they got a steal and scored again to make it ten. So I mean, those free throws kind of uh, came into play big time there. Um, so. But I, I really like what Harbor Beach did. Their game plan was excellent. Uh, they were patient. They got the ball inside. They they ran cutters off. They kicked it out. They had open looks. Um, you know, in the end, they shot 29% from the arc. They'd like to have uh, made another, you know, three or four of those. The game would have definitely been a lot different. But uh, got to give Bad X a lot of credit. They did what they what they needed to do. Um, they just have. They got that ability, you know, you look at the scoring sheet. It's not just one guy. Just everybody can kind of add into that. So um, that's a that's a tough combination to beat. And kind of what I was saying in the first half, they come out in the second half, they definitely picked up the pace defensively. They gave the, they gave the guards a lot more trouble. It was harder to get the ball inside. Uh, they couldn't use Woodkey to, to go down low and kind of place a little bully ball, which I kind of thought maybe they'd do that a little more. But uh, they made it really difficult for the guards to get the ball where they wanted to go. It's time for a short break, and we'll return, and we'll shift our attention to our second game tonight between the Cassie Redhawks and the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers right here on the WLW Sports Network, your home for the entire road to the Russell Center. 